The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. Thank you so much for making us part of your weekend. I am Chris Creston, and I'm joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy. And I'll give you out all his information right now. So if you've got a pen and paper or you've got the notes app on your phone ready to go, take this information down. Because even if you don't need it right now, you might need it in the future. And it's important to have it there in your back pocket This is Your Life, Your Money. Kelvin, the money guy, is the guy that we're going to be talking to in just a second. His website is askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can call him anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And a plan is something that we're uh, going to be talking about as we continue here on the show today. Askkelvin.ca, again, is the website 416-457-7526, 416-457-7526, 416-457-PLAN. Kelvin, you know, um, I was actually uh, talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and what, what did he say to me? He said, failing to plan is planning to fail. fail. And I think <laughs> that that is uh, pretty apt when you think about your financial life and everything that goes into it. And I think that that is uh, something that we sort of talk about here. It's not, it can seem really, really daunting, but a lot Mm -hmm. of it when it comes to planning for retirement, when it comes to savings, when it comes to um, making sure that your financial life is set, it seems really, really daunting, but it's just a matter of making some simple plans. How are you doing this weekend? Good, good. How are you keeping? Good, good. It's been been a busy (laughs) week, uh, but it's been... uh, it's been a good one, and it's been it's been interesting to see so many people all of a sudden when they moved into the phase of vaccination for people um, mm-hmm. over forty or people over fifty and people right. uh, getting their AstraZeneca and things like that. And a lot of people are getting vaccinated, and I think that uh, there's been maybe a little bit of hope uh, in that for, mm-hmm. for some people who are getting kind kind of in the doldrums of thinking, is this thing ever going to end? Are we ever going to get back to some semblance of normal life you know, when it's lockdown, after lockdown, yeah. after lift the lockdown? No, 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 lock it back. <laughs> I know. It's funny, you know, my wife, uh, about two weeks ago, she got hers. I got mine uh, Tuesday. This Tuesday it went by. And you didn't even feel it, you know. It was like a little pinch, and before you know it, uh it was done. I went up to Schaumburg and it was very well organized. You walk, you go in, you wait a bit, not even a bit. You go in, it's like clockwork. And uh, there's t- tons of security people there and doctors. And so nothing really, everything went really, really well. The next day, my arm was a little, a little bit sore. It wasn't like really sore, like nothing mm-hmm. really happened. And, you know, uh, remember I told you every three and a half months, I call on my clients, right? Yeah. So, so I finished last week calling after about a week and a half or two weeks of calling. And, and I started to just ask everyone to find out, you know, are they going to get it? Because you're hearing the news, all this stuff, right? So I wanted to talk to real people to find out what's happening. So I would say if I sampled 10 clients, I would say about eight of them uh, either got it or had an appointment to get it that week or the week after. So it looks like we're we're gonna get that herd mentality where we're all gonna get it, and then by the time the summer comes, we're golfing and fooling around again. We hope. 
hopefully. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's hopeful. And when you you think about sort of the the idea of some hope, I think that that means a lot for people's pocketbooks. Yeah, it means a lot for people's ability to make decisions. If you you know have a have a small business, if you if you're working and if you're not able to work right now, some hope on the edge of that is going to do a lot for people's mental health and do a lot for also their economic health. If they know that there is a light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel and they yeah. are able to yeah. maybe spend a little bit, maybe invest a little bit into their business or maybe you know, spend some money that is going to invest in other people's businesses, because that's yeah. the name of the game. It's all the cooperation that comes from right. having and- a mutual need for something. Yeah, and like you said, a plan, you know, and don't, I mean, we talk about planning for retirement and all that kind of stuff which we're going to talk about, but, you know, plan for when everybody's vaccine over the next year or so to go somewhere, to go and chill out somewhere, so save some money, put some money away for that kind of stuff, you know, because it it is coming. I mean, last year, it didn't look so, but this, but now we have hope, like you say, in the next probably six months or whatever. Um, you know, start planning out things. And if it doesn't happen, well, it's okay. At least you have the money, right? So if it went to shake out. So the, the whole deal with our lives is, is planning. And no matter what, it doesn't have to be just be about money, about anything. You know, I want to do stuff in the backyard. Well, I got to wait till the weather break. Like make a plan for yourself. If you don't have a plan for yourself, most like, actually, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? That's the deal, right? So sit down and work out with your spouse what you want and then seek out a financial advisor if you don't have one and work out what you want to do. Our, our role as financial advisors have really changed you know, over the last uh, year because we became more of, um, of a therapist really to, uh, to people where we listen to what they have to say they, they, um, about their personal lives, how it's affecting them and things like that. So it's gone beyond money. So it's evolved into something else, which is great, you know, um, for the advisor and for the client. So, um, Well, it's interesting so it that well. you say that because I can remember the first time that we sat down discussing the show Your Life, Your Money and what it was going to be all about. We sat in mm-hmm. an office, of course, yeah. when you could still go to offices. Right. And we were down there and we discussed how basically that was your sort of model for for being an advisor mm-hmm. in the first place was to take people's real life and their real needs and their real values and, right. then, and then translating that into what their money life and their money values are. And, and, and how, that, how I came about that was actually this year, January was 13 years since my mom passed away and she was only, actually she would have been 80 today. Um, so I started thinking, you know, if, when I talk to people, if they were my mom and dad, what would I tell them to do? So life is not just about saving every penny you have and, you know, um, it's about enjoying it. It's about saving for the rainy days. So it's, don't get me wrong, not say don't save money. But find a balance, you know, find an equilibrium between your life and your money. And if you do so, you'll, you'll live a great life and you won't regret. Many people go through life regretting things, eh? And I think you want to go through not regretting and and how you do that is making an actual life plan for yourself and your life plan includes money of course um you know and health make sure you take care of your your health and we'll be good we'll be good to go right so 
I think that one of the things that's a big part of people's planning and people's financial planning, people's life planning, is planning for retirement. And that's something that we talk a lot about, and that's something that we mm-hmm. continue to talk about on today's show. But the pandemic has has it changed that in a lot of people's minds? I, I think uh, the people that I've talked to have said, well, you know, I'm working from home anyway. Why would I retire? So maybe prolonging their work a little bit or other people saying, if I can't go into work and see people and actually like have that social aspect, why mm-hmm. would I keep working? Maybe I'm going to speed up my retirement. So a lot right. of people putting a lot of different sort of viewpoints on that decision and and thinking, well, I can't do the things I wanted to do in retirement. Hey, you know, it's not like you can go golfing every day. You can't go golfing any day (laughs) right now. I was driving past Queens Park yesterday and I saw a gentleman with his golf bag on (laughs) and a sign folded over him saying, let us golf. And so (laughs) I can think that that's a big part of a lot of people's retirement plan is just that. Let us golf. Let us golf. I know. Well, it's funny. The last, I would say, five months or so after talking to clients or clients calling me or people from the shows that call, one of the biggest things that they have been noticing lately is, you know, can I retire? Do I have enough to retire next year or the year after? Like, can I retire in 2023 or, you know, I don't want to work anymore. Retiring used to be a thing where when you're 65 was our retirement age for some reason. I don't know why we picked that years ago, but 65 seems, but now a lot of things have changed. So people don't want to wait till they're 65. They want to say, you know, can I retire at 55 or 60 or 65 or 70? Some people, uh, so it's a retiring is an individual thing. You know, retirement is a big decision, right? Along with things like, you know, getting married or divorced, or having kids or moving or, you know, it's a big life uh, transition, right? So you really have to sit and think about it. So they did a survey and what they found was people that want to retire start planning the retirement five years prior to retiring. Well, I don't think that's a long time. That's not enough time to plan because... If you start planning, you know, or saving money to retire in, you know, be five years before, well, how long do you think your money is going to last you into retirement? Five years. So retirement planning has to start with a eight, with a um, you know, with a, a a time frame of ten years. Most people I find from doing what I've done for all these years need about ten. 15 years to plan out their retirement life. So no matter what age you are, if you do it properly and you really take time and plan out the next 10 to 15 years of your life, you will retire wherever you want to get to. So like I say, uh, 65 was the retirement age for people. Some people retire at 55, believe it or not. Um, and, and there's certain things that you need to, you know, certain things you need to know at what age you want to retire. So you have to have a, you know, a retirement uh, plan for yourself. So maybe after the break, we can maybe get a little bit into, into this. Yeah, let's dig into that. And we'll dig into that. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people's ears perked up when you say some people retire at 55. And I think that that, you know, I, I can remember those freedom 55 commercials someone's like I, yeah i'm you from the future i'm hand gliding or something like that and <laughs> you know, i think that that for a lot of people has been sort of like a, a, a dream an un, unreachable 
dream, but there are things that you can do and strategies that you can have. And like we've been talking about planning, a plan that you can make, they can make retirement at 55 possible. Um, but if you plan to retire at 60, 65 or 70, those are all possible too, because, you know, you mm -hmm. look at, I look at what my dad is like at 65 versus what his dad was like at 65. Right. And it's vastly, vastly different. It's a yeah. more vibrant, more, um, more relevant, more plugged in. And it's the kind of person who doesn't want to just settle down. So for a lot of people, they might want to be looking at retiring at 70. So mm -hmm. we'll cover all those bases as your life, your money continues here. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N dot C A. And you can call him anytime 416-457-7526. That's 416 416- Four five seven plan. Hey, plan. That's what we've been talking about. More on your retirement plan with your life, your money, and Kelvin the Money Guy on the other side of the break here on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio six forty Toronto. And this is Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. Don't forget to visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. This is Your Life, Your Money, and we talk to Kelvin, the money guy, about all sorts of things that relate to your life and your money life and how those two things intersect. And today we're going to be talking about one of the things that sort of is in the back of people's minds and things, uh, things that uh, people don't like to think about because maybe it's too daunting it's too big of a question it's too far mm -hmm. out in the future and it's retirement and uh for some people they don't like to think about it because it's coming up too soon and they're thinking i'm not prepared i got i can't it's too stressful to think about right. it like yeah. let me go put my head under the, the <laughs> sand for a little bit longer but for me i'm you know we talked about in the last segment i'm in my mid-30s and i think about retirement once a year when I'm doing my taxes and I get that slip from work that says, you know, how much money has been saved in my work pension plan. Right. Well, that seems like an amount of money. I don't know if it's enough. I don't know if it's too little. I don't know what I'm doing here at all. Mm -hmm. Let me just file that back away and not think about it again for another year. Right. And many people, you know, that's what they do. Um, they don't look at their statements. They don't have to give any thoughts about retiring or nothing like that. And many of us from the old, these have a lot of these pension plans like you have where the company matches you and things like that. So you need to open up those statements and have a look at, first of all, see what you're invested in, first of all. And secondly, see what the projections are for when you're 65 or whatever the age may be. In many cases, you could retire before and take all your money. You can commute the money and, you know, and live a great life. So sometimes those things are windfall, but people don't know because they don't open up those statements and they don't, they read the first paragraph and they go, ah, they put it away because it's so complicated. It's, it's like, it's like the lawyers writ, writ, uh, wrote it for other lawyers that only they can understand, yes. but the average guy can't understand. That's the problem, you know. And that's what I like about talking to you, Kelvin, and I think so many people do too. And why you've been named one of the top financial advisors in the country is because you can break these things down, all these things that have been sort of written to be above people's heads, and make them make sense yeah. in a in a normal everyday sort of way, the way that you would talk to your neighbor on the driveway and, and discuss these things 
and you, you know a lot of people i think they get that statement and they think well okay i got the default i don't know what the company's matching or it looks like right. there's something in there if i up my own contribution am i going to get more and things like that and those are the things that could make the difference between retiring at 55 and retiring at 65. Actually, and, and you're right, it does make a huge difference, but we sometimes we don't bother with things like that. You know, retiring at 55, you know, there's not many people that do it, but some people do it. And things you need to do, you need to, figure, like I always say, live your money life backwards and your life forward. So figure out, determine how much you want when you retire. You know, I need 2,000, 3,000, whatever the number may be, it doesn't really matter. And then factor in things like CPP and old age. But before you retire, you need to have a, uh, you need to plan for it. So you need to build, you know, I'm not a big budget guy, but when it comes to retirement, you need to build a retirement budget, you know, factor in things like uh, cost of health insurance, you know, like a blue cross or something like that, pick and choose, you know, what's important to you, dental or eye or whatever, whatever is important to you, because those things might disappear when you retire. So you need to factor that in. You know, I was telling you, retiring is many times in Canada, it's not about money. We live in the best country in the world, right? We have old age, we have a lot of help, you know, so, uh, social help and so on. Retiring is really what am I going to do? If I retire today and I'm 60 years old, well, geez, how, what am I going to do for the next 30 years of my life? The last 30 years, I got up like five in the morning and sat in traffic and went to work and chatted with people, and right? Well, the next 30 years, what am I going to do? I'm still going to get up early because that's what we do. But what am I going to do for the whole day, especially in the winter, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. So the biggest thing with retirement is what do I do? So people should read stories about people that retired and maybe find something that identifies with them, right? And then you know it's, you, you'll know what to expect when you get to that retirement. So the transition is a lot easier than you think it is. So don't wait till that five years before you retire, or the year before, man, I think I'm going to retire. Well, what am I going to do? I don't know. And many times people would go back to work, you know, because they're so bored, yeah. you know? So I know people who've done that, retired and then wound up saying, all right, this isn't working. Any anyone want to anyone want to go into a small business with me? And then all of a sudden, you're you know at retirement age, <laughs> yeah. taking one of the biggest risks of your life. I believe, me personally, sixty is the year that most people should retire. Sixty, sixty-one. Start taking your CPP, but be careful of of claiming it right away because what happens is there's so many things that happen to your CPP. You take it. You know, if you take it before your 65th birthday, it's reduced 0.6% every month prior to that age. So you have to be careful before you make that decision. You have to, it's not cut and dry anymore. It used to be. Um, so you have to sit down with your advisor and do the math to figure out, you know, should I do it? Um, you know, should I start maybe taking my RSP out first and leave my CPP or should I turn a bit of my RSPs into a riff and start taking some plus start taking my CPP. How am I going to blend my uh, money? You know, there's a pecking order for when you retire for taking your money. Um, you know, you start with your TFSAs, your open money, your RSPs, your RIFs. So there's a pecking order in how you do it because of taxes. So 
it comes into sitting down and figuring those things out, right? Um, so planning ahead is re planning your lifestyle ahead is really what's the most, you know, make a checklist for yourself. Um, so learn your retirement, learn your retirement type. Like what type of person am I? Am I going to live where I'm living now? Right. Or I'm going to maybe sell my house and live in Canada for, you know, so many months and go to Costa Rica or I don't know. There's so many choices that we have now. I know the pandemic, we have no choices, but you know, that, that'll blow over. I would imagine a few years from now. Right. So to try and sit down and make a, a plan where, what am I going to do? You know, sit down with your spouse, like I say, and, and write down like your dream list. You know, if I retired now, what would I really, what does, what does Chris's life look like in five years from now when he retires? You know, um, and, and, it, and like I say, it's not always about money, right? The money part actually is the easy part because we know the Bank of Montreal did a survey years ago, actually two years ago, and they found that most people want about $4,000 coming in when they retire, you know? So one thing we know is we calculate, you know, most people should, that listening should go and open up a Service Canada uh, account. And it'll tell you in there, you know, what you're going to get when you retire at 60, 61, and so on. Um, and look at, uh, you know, your, you know, your old age. And, and maybe after the break, we'll talk about a little bit about that, about how to work backwards to get your life forward. Right, so. perfect. And we'll touch on what that uh, Service Canada account is all about, who whose money that is, it's your money, and how you're <laughs> supposed to be, spoiler alert, it's yours, uh, and how you can track that and how you can continue to plan for your retirement, whatever age you're planning to retire, and 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 think about those things that you want to do when you retire here on Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. AskKelvin.ca is his website. That's ask K E L. B-I-N dot C-A. And I'll give you his number on the other side of the break as well if you want to reach him privately. AskKelvin.ca is a number to get a hold of Kelvin the Money Guy. Stay tuned to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. This is Your Life, Your Money here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and uh, joined by Calvin, the money guy who is also at home. But uh, we are all together here. And thank you. I, I should. Uh, thank Anne-Marie, who's been spinning the tracks and keeping us all on time here back, holding down the fort at Chorus Key, which has uh, got to be a, a, a quiet place these days uh, with the pandemic going on. But uh, we are talking about planning for your retirement. We're talking about planning for your life. And one of the things that you always say, Calvin, is to make sure you're enjoying your life as you're yeah. living it, too, because yeah. you don't want to plan for a retirement that might not come. I promise I'd throw out uh, Kelvin's number uh, to reach him privately, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Cindy, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. I just have a question for Kelvin. Mm -hmm. um, What's your question? I'm 57. I'm hoping to retire at 64, 65. I don't have any formal type of 
retirement plan. I'm planning on selling my house and downsizing in two to three years, and I expect to have about 300000 to put aside. What should I do with that so I get some type of income when I do retire? Yeah, thanks, Cindy, for calling. Um, yeah, you're young. You're 57, so... Um, and you've got time to plan it. So what you what you would have to figure out is things like um, your risk tolerance. Okay, how are you going to feel? You know, if you make a certain return or whatever. Mm-hmm. And remember, there's always a risk in not taking a risk. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to look at. We have to look at longevity. You're going to be 63, 64. You're most likely going to live till your statistics say anyhow till you're about 87. So we have to make sure that the money that you do have when, whenever you sell your house, that you, you make enough so you keep up with inflation and you make enough so you don't run out of money. So you have to balance the risk with longevity. We never used to have to worry about that, but now, you know, we're living longer, so we have yeah. to make those type of decisions. Things, someone like yourself, I mean, you might want to sit down and figure out now, maybe take some of your, your money, your equity now and put it away and leave it for the next three to four years while you're still working, let the money compound for you. Then when you sell the house, you know, you, you got a kickstart. You're ahead of, you're ahead of the game. So um, take those kind of things into consideration. If you have an advisor, sit down and have a chat with them about that. If not, give me a call off air and we can have a quick uh, conversation about little things that you need to do before you get to that age selling, you know? Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. You have a nice day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for calling Cindy and the number to reach Kelvin off the air. And I will throw it out a number of times throughout the show. So uh, Cindy, if you don't have it, it's 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. You know, that's an inter- interesting question that you had because I've got a lot of, not a lot, but I would say maybe a handful of clients that are in their late, 50s and their 60s selling their houses um they've decided that that you know now's the time to sell because they're a millionaire because we're all millionaires now because of our homes and and uh sell it rent you know keep your money live off whatever you have um some people um you know will take like a, a line of credit on their house now and maybe invest it or do something and then whenever they sell the house they're so much further ahead of themselves. So it's all it's all in the planning. You know, we said in the beginning of the show, it's all in the planning. So, you know, sometimes the planning needs a little tweak. And that's where we come in as financial advisors to help you to do that thinking so that uh, when you do get to that whatever junction in your life, you're, you're already there, you know. Michael, thanks for calling. What is your question for Kelvin? Well, my question for Kelvin is, uh, first off, a little background. I... I've indeed retired at 60. I have sold my home, so I am in that financial bracket that was just described a few moments right. ago. Right. However, I'm still very leery about my security in life. Um, I have an investor. We are, I am investing. Um, and my retirement right now has been very disappointing based on the COVID. Can't get out and, and <laughs> enjoy it and live the plan that I dreamed of playing golf on a, two or three times a week. Anyway, more specifically, um, in my RRSP, I have uh, $30,000, and uh, I'm wondering, with all of the pandemic spending that's been going on, 
whether it would be a wise decision at this time to try and transfer my RRSP money into a different account, either the LIF or the, I realize I've topped up my TFSA and I try and do that every year, of course. Mm -hmm. But again, I expect that we are all going to be very heavily taxed um, as we come out of this pandemic and I suppose mm. for the next five to 10 years. So what are your thoughts on, on taking and getting the money out of the RRSP at this stage? So, so again, Michael, thanks for the question. You have to look at your income, um, where you are with CPP. I don't know how old you are, but if it's CPP and all that kind of stuff, where your income's at, because if you start taking money, too much money out of the RSP, it might backfire in the sense that you might end up paying a lot of taxes on other money um, that you may have. So it's really one of those tax questions before you start taking money out of the RSP. There's many ways to do it um, that's tax efficient, but you have, but we really, it's a hard question to answer actually on, on air because there's so many other factors that we need to know. So you said you have an advisor, maybe sit with them and, and go through some of that tax consequences. If not, give me a quick call one day and I can give you a quick chat that you might get a different opinion and take it to them and see what you want to do. You have to do the math before you do it. Before you do anything, you always have to do the math. So that's my suggestion to you. All right, one last quick question. Uh, I know that you ask people to define themselves, whether they're low, medium, or high-risk mm -hmm. investors. Mm -hmm. um, right. Again, all of us laymen assume that, well, if I take higher risk, I expect to get a higher return. But in your experience, do you see a major windfall going high risk as opposed to medium or low? No, you know what? Stay very balanced. It, you know, there's a, a theory, I forget what the theory is, that they, a math uh, um, theory that, that somebody did. And it shows that you don't have to take a lot of risk to make money. In fact, there's an equilibrium, there's a, a cross in the, in, the, um, in the graph that shows that the higher risk you take, the less money you make. So I would say for anybody that's listening, it doesn't matter what age you are, you know, Take a balanced approach to your money. Don't go for, don't go to shoot the lights out because many times you end up broke. So sit down and reassess your portfolio. The biggest thing I would say, Michael, is to make sure every three and a half to four months you go over your portfolio with your advisor. That's the biggest key. It's not about risk and balance and things like that. It's about being informed of what you have and when the world changes interest rates uh, whatever may change you adapt your portfolio to those changes and if you do so it won't matter anymore so that's, yeah that's what i would do if i was you be in All touch right, well, thank, thank, yeah. thanks again for taking my call i appreciate listening to you each weekend thank you have a nice day thanks michael thank you so much for calling and the number to reach kelvin off the air 416 Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven plan. And it's interesting you say, Kelvin, that uh, well, on that risk reward ratio, that there is some point along the graph, and I think it's so like so mm -hmm. many other things. There's a point of diminishing return, right? So yes. you're going to reach a point where all of a sudden, you know, you you're you will gain a certain amount by taking more risk. But if you take a certain amount of risk, right. you're going to stop yeah. getting the reward for that, and it's gonna actually start to hurt you.
And I think that that's something that is probably you know, a unique decision for mo for every individual. But when it comes down to it, uh, that slow and steady wins the race sort of thing. Always. So finding yeah, something always. that balance, yeah. balances the risk from, from the reward. Yeah, remember, good offense wins you games. But a good defense wins you championships. Right? True. We watched and that. in we the Leafs and in the Leafs Super Bowl to know that. <laughs> and in the Leafs case, a goalie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think that's a good time to take a quick break here and then continue <laughs> talking about your retirement plan and talking about your life and your money. Don't forget 416-457-7526. That's a number to get a hold of Kelvin off the air and visit his website, askkelvin.ca. More of your life, your money continuing here on Global News Radio. 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Your life, your money on Global News Radio with Kelvin, the money guy. 416 457 7526 is his number. 416-457-PLAN. That's a number to get a hold of him off the air. And you can always visit his website, askkelvin.ca. And you know, it doesn't have to be sort of a scary, daunting thing. No. You know, it's, it can be really, uh, really simple if you sort of break things down. And I think, Kelvin, obviously, the more runway you give yourself, the more time you give yourself to plan, the better mm -hmm. off you're going to be. But what are some things that people should be thinking about as they are approaching retirement and as they start to think whatever age they plan on retiring, some things they need to keep in mind. So, you know, Chris, there's a couple of things I think we need to think about before we get there. We need to learn your retirement. What type of, you know, what type of retirement person are you? Are you going to sit around the house? Like, what are you going to be doing? Are you going to travel? So know your retirement type. Understand in the future what you want to do. Think about withdrawing your money from your RSP earlier than you were planning on waiting till 71 because what happens is it'll really change the way you retire because um, it'll change your income. It might, it might uh, affect your old age, it might claw back your old age if you have too much money in your RSP. So know when to start taking the CPP and the old age. Do the math and figure out uh, what income bracket will I be in when I retire at no matter what age. 65 70 whatever the age may be because that could have a really daunting effect on your your taxes when you start to riff your money and take it out so maybe set up a riff now depending on your age um, delay the cpp or do the opposite i don't know that's why you want to sit down and plan out your retirement strategy for whatever age you may want to do it so those kind of things i would take into effect and I think that that's all sort of the thing that we can all do. You know, it, it really is something that I think a lot of people do a lot of daydreaming about what they would do when they retire. And mm -hmm. all, this is a kind of this active daydreaming. You just sort of plan for your retirement life and think about the kind of retirement style you you wish to have. Right. And and one other thing that, that I find is, you know, maybe start a decumulation plan for yourself. Maybe look at the amount of money you have in your RSVs and say, oh, my God, I got too much here. Or I don't have enough. I don't know. But if you, depending on where you are, remember to give you $1,000 every month. 
when you're 65 to age 90, you need about $210,000 earning you 5% somewhere, a TFSC, an RSP, your bank account, wherever. So now we know I need $4,000. So I know for my CPP and my old age, my wife and I, we're gonna get about maybe 2,000 bucks. So I need to fund 2,000 for the rest of my life. So I know 1,000, I need 210,000. So to get 2,000, I need 400,000. So, you know, we hear all these commercials on TV about uh, you need a million dollars and you know, that's not enough to retire. Well, it doesn't make any sense because we don't need $8,000, you know, seven, $8,000 a month in retirement. Most people don't, some do, but those people already have the money. Remember, we're just the average guy, you know, working, living a great life, trying to make ends meet. When we retire, you know, we don't have a million dollars now. So what are we gonna do with a million dollars? You know, so do the math, work backwards, go to Service Canada if you don't already done so, and see what the CPP will be at age 60, you know, 61, 62, and so on. Um, and we know what your old age is gonna be. See what you have in your RSPs or your TFSAs and work backwards and say, you know, some most people are already there, you know. Most people are in their 60s um, or late 50s. They're already there with their net worth to start retiring. The problem is they don't know um, they have to plan out what type of investments they have. So they hedge inflation and things like that. And once you get that math in your head and you get it done, you know, what, wouldn't it be a great feeling to know, geez, I'm going to work today, but I don't really have to. Most people go to work because they have to, 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 you know, plan for, to live their lives. But many people out there, I think in their late fifties and sixties really already have the money. You know, they just go to work. It's a good feeling to go to work because I have to, not because I want to, right? You know what I mean? And, or the other way around. Or the other and, way around, sorry, yeah. And, and I think that that's an important thing to, to bring up too is the idea that you don't need that million dollars in the bank in order to fund it because I think a lot of people would you know, put off enjoying their life today for mm -hmm. a giant bank account in retirement and in the meantime, they're not they're not taking time to take you know, obviously you can't do it now, but they're not taking the time to take that vacation. They're not taking the time to, you know, redecorate their house or do something that they want to they're, right. they're doing without things that would make them happy today so that they can have a lot in retirement and then yeah. that's that is a it's I, I don't want to get bleak or dark, but that's an equation <laughs> that may not work out for you. Yeah, so you want to exactly. make sure that you are saving for that retirement, right? Well, well, enjoying the things that you have today and making sure that you can, that you you're not you're not cheating I, yourself today to pay yeah. yourself tomorrow. I think the some of the good things that come out of the pandemic it's teaching us to do that. So you know what, life is too short. Anything can happen at any time. So why don't I enjoy my life? Let, let me save for the rainy day like our parents taught us to do. But let me live today too, because what if I don't make it till I'm, you know, till I'm 70 or 80, whatever the case may be. So let me have a, you know what we don't have? We don't have a balance in our lives is what I find. So these kind of shows, you know, uh, really, I would say have a great balance in your life. Figure out what you want, figure out how you're gonna do it and take the action, the appropriate action to do it. That's my advice to people, you know? 
And that's what your life, your money is all about. And I thank you, Kelvin, for another great uh, week here on Your Life, Your Money, another great episode and a lot of great advice. Thank you uh, for people who are going to reach out to Kelvin off the air later on as well. Uh, it's it's a great opportunity to be able to you know, help people with these mm-hmm. uh, plans for their retirement, with their life. And I think that that balance, it's all about that balance. And yes. thank you so much, Kelvin, because that's what your life, your money is all about. And that's what makes it so great to do this show with you, Kelvin. So thanks again, Kelvin, the money guy, one of the top financial advisors in the country. And you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N.ca. And you can call him anytime off the air, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. This has been Your Life, Your Money. Stay tuned to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.